April. And Tony and I are here again today to bring you some Veronica and talk about pets and just, you know, give our viewpoints of the world, I suppose. Um, Animal-wise, I've got everybody, I think, under control. I'm a little worried about Guinness. He's lost a few pounds. So he's going into the vet for a physical on Monday to make sure that he's still working okay. Um, he did stop eating for a little bit because he decided he didn't like the food anymore, but I do have it back up and running with the eating part. Chicken tenders grilled with a little bit of olive oil was the key. So he's still he's back eating, but i gotta, I got to fatten him up a little bit now because he did lose a little bit of weight there because he has some kind of issue with the food, so I had to redo it. Um, everybody else is doing fine. Um, the tortoises are still mad. Um, it's been cold here in California, and I know everyone on the East Coast is going to go, you know, you guys in California complain when it's like 60. And what's happening is that we are going down to cold temperatures at night. And that's never good for desert African sulcata tortoises. <laughs> so I have heating lamps on. I have to make sure they get on the heating pads that I bought. I bought these great heating pads that they use in Oklahoma for for cows and pigs to keep them warm when it gets real cold there. And I've used them, and they've done really well. I mean, everybody's on them. Everybody's you know, seems to be okay. But keeping sulcata tortoises alive when you've got, you know, going on, it's, it's, it's tedious because they're not – they're smart, but they're not smart enough to, you know, like they'll just stop walking. <laughs> You've got to pick them up and put them into the warm area or else they won't go. So we're hoping that it starts to warm up a little bit because all the tortoises give me these dirty looks these days. So <laughs> I'm not doing my job, so to speak. So anyway, Tony, how's it going yeah. over there? It's mean today. Well, we had a big snowstorm Sunday. And we had no power from Sunday to Tuesday. Oh, no. So that was not fun. Um, but we've got our power back on on Tuesday. I now have a cold. and But all the animals are good. They're happy. You know, well, they got the curl. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So they're happy. I understand. I understand. Well, Guinness is still being his little snarky self. He's still disciplining everybody. He's still telling everybody off. Um, no he just lost weight. Just lost the weight. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it was because he just decided he didn't like his food. I'm not sure. So I'll keep everybody apprised. We're going to the vet on Monday, which will really irritate him because he doesn't like going there, but he does like Dr. Anthony. So anyway, I'm going to go get Veronica, and okay. you can shuffle off the buffalo. Well, thank you, darling. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show. And um, if you live on the East Coast, uh, up where I do in Maine, you've been hit really hard with snow. I just talked to a friend of mine in New York, and they really haven't had any. So that's kind of crazy. But in either case, we've got great questions for you, and I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com, and that's I-N-N-E-R whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question 
is coming from Lisa. You you previously explained that souls are cast from source. If they so choose this, can it be reabsorbed back into source and not continue the reincarnation cycle? No one has to do the reincarnational cycle. And for many, it's not an option. They find it, especially highly evolved energies, sometimes find it thick and dense and just unbelievably difficult to tread through. When a soul is cast from source, it's not done with the intention that someday that that particular cast off will, you know, return to source. Um, If an energy is not having a good time of it in the regular reincarnational cycle, there are other places that one can achieve growth if they want to. There are other dimensional spaces, and there are places that do not include the earth plane, which is notorious for its thick and deadness. So you can choose. You don't have to do the reincarnational cycle, especially if you find it tedious or especially if you find it that it, it impedes growth rather than promotes it. So there's lots of options on the eternal side. And just because a soul is cast from source doesn't mean that it, it belongs to source. Um, source is the creator. And then those who are cast from the creator become creators themselves in the linear environment. But it is a choice. It doesn't have to be the earth plane. It can be many other places and other dimensional spaces. The choices are endless. Okay, our next question is coming from Michael. Is the human race evolving as a species? It seems like we are going backwards. Well, the human race is like a costume department. Uh, the soul comes in to take on an identity and a life in hopes of, you know, creating growth for themselves. The human race itself has risen and fallen many times over the last several hundred thousand years. Evolution for the human race is not an easy task, and it is something that is not always achieved. But right now, there's a lot of, we'll call it muck and mire, and things that haven't been cleaned for a very long time in the reality. And to go back and clean that can feel like a very backwards moment. It can feel like, you know, are we growing or are we not growing here? It will feel like we're going back, backwards instead of forward. But anytime you have a really dirty room, And when you try to clean it, it's always tedious for the first moment that you try to clean it up. So it isn't about the evolving so much. It's about just trying to get through the day, so to speak. But as a species, you're not going backwards. We're all just in a very incredibly dirty room that needs cleaning up. And sometimes that doesn't happen smoothly. Sometimes that takes a lot of effort and a lot of focus. And sometimes people don't have that focus or the desire for the effort. So you have sort of a circular motion that you have going on right now in the big picture for the human race. Do you think it will 
resolve itself. It has in the past, and it probably will again. But in the meantime, all of you should be putting your focus on clean, on raising the vibration, raising your own vibration. And that would be the best way right now to continue the evolutionary process as a species. It's very easy to get distracted by the muck and mire, as all of you well know. All right. Our next question, Jen, Jen Eyre would like to know, for those souls whose energies find it difficult to be in a physical reality and leave early or don't want to come, does it weaken them to avoid the earth experience? The earth experience is not for everyone. Many energies come in and try to participate in the reality. And some of them do leave early because it's too tedious for them. And many have heard how difficult it is and they don't want to come. But it is an opportunity for massive growth. It is an opportunity if you're a creative type because it's like a blank canvas coming in. But it doesn't weaken anyone who is trying to evolve and grow not to incarnate. It's not you have to incarnate to be evolving. No, you don't have to do that. You do not weaken your earth experience by not going through the physical incarnation earth plane experience. There are many other things, as we said in the last question, but there are many other dimensional spaces. Should it be something you want to do. You have to remember that everything is choice. There's nobody dictating anything here. This is all about individual energetic choice. And if you choose to incarnate, you can do that. If you decide that that is not the best avenue for you, you can certainly make changes. So don't feel that you're going to weaken yourself if you don't do the reincarnational process. You only do it if you feel it is right for you feels good, and there's some actual evidence of growth. That's the only reason you should do it. Okay. Our next question is coming from Joy. For the past nine months, each night before bed, I've written a page of communication with an entity called Benedictus. Benedictus has never told me anything I did not already know. Does he really exist? Yes, he does. He is one of your guides. He enjoys the connecting process. Um, it's in elementary stages with the both of you. We would encourage you to keep doing the writing. Give Benedictus an opportunity to sort of plant his feet and make some writings you might find it extremely fascinating and we think others might find it fascinating. Anytime you're approached by an energy outside of your own awareness, it's always a good idea to at least ask what their names are and at least extend an energetic hand towards them. Now, we know a lot of you have been taught that, you know, channeling and dealing with spirit and talking to different entities is all bad stuff. Well, we would say that's more religious propaganda than truth. And those who are in spirit want to help. 
Those who are of a higher elevation don't want any problems from you. They want you to be able to grow and expand and elevate yourself through this incarnational process. Benedictus is one of those. He wants to help you. He likes you and wants to develop a relationship with you. So it's up to you. It's your choice. He will not be offended if you decline, but we don't think you're going to. Anytime you connect to a soulful spirit, there's a beauty in it that you can hardly define it. And if you get that opportunity and you have that exchange, we would encourage you to take it up. And take it in hand that you are having a genuine experience and that you're not making it up. And joy, you're not. Benedictus is real. All right, Veronica, that was our last question. Um, if you'd like to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that would be great. All right. Okay. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. Some very interesting questions, as always. And I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.bishai, and we'll try to get your question on the air as soon as we can. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Well, another day on the planet Earth. Why not make it a good one? Why not feel the creative energy, the the natural moments of nature? Feel the whole essence of the Earth from an organic point of view, not by a man-made point of view but by an organic point of view of the planet just doing its thing. Attempt to connect to that because it is a very pure creative moment where the planet creates the flowers, creates the trees. I mean, there's all these things that are going on all the time. And we think that it's important that all of you realize that it is a process, but it's also a very beautiful one. So take the time out of your busy overly busy days. This culture is running 100 miles an hour at any given moment. Slow down a little bit. Take a look at what is naturally, organically being created. And you don't have to look far. Just look out the window. There's a tree there. It's organic. It's natural. And it's got awareness and consciousness. Start feeling into that energy more than the petty dramas and politics and nasty things that go on when people get a little, you know, odd in their reality, decide you're going to go organic, that you're going to connect with the earth more. It is a very grounding moment and it's a very important moment. And it's something that all of you should attempt to explore because your culture is very fast, very quick, very um, artificial intelligence kind of thing on the horizon type of thing. You are an organic, intelligent being. Start using that. Start going organic with how you do things. Start participating with the earth more. It is something that you can do, and it is something that's very important to everyone's growth. Decide today that that's how you're going to approach things, a little less technology-oriented and a little bit more organic-oriented, at least provide the time for it every day because we know you're all, some of you are very caught up in all this stuff. 
decide that you're also going to include the organic moments so that you can have a development that is much more conducive to true growth, not artificial growth. So decide today that that's what you're going to do and see what happens. We don't think you'll be disappointed. Beautiful message, as always, Veronica. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more questions and more updates. Until then, bye-bye.